So how do you all uh, how do you all process grief or prepare for grief? It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, not because I'm just like expecting grief to uh, just show up. You know, I'm not thinking every day about somebody close to me dying or anything like that. Um, I'm just curious how other people, if they, you know, if they prepare ahead of time for grief or if they just take it in the moment and deal with it. I don't really know. Well, I mean, I do know. Um, I've dealt with grief in my life before. I mean, I think everybody has. I don't think it's an unusual foreign thing to most people. I mean, it's probably foreign to, like, small children, unless they lose, like, family pets and stuff. Um, but as an adult human, how, does, uh, how do you deal with grief? I guess I... I mean, I've always had a weird fascination with, like, mortality and our mortality as humans. You know, the... Not really anything morbid, just I don't sit around thinking about death all the time, but I also don't not think about it. <laughs> I don't know. The best, the best way I can phrase it is... I'm aware of my own mortality. I'm not an idiot. You know, most people, when they're younger, especially, like to assume that they're invincible. And I don't know that I was ever like that. I mean, when I was younger, I couldn't really fathom my death. But also, when I was younger, I probably didn't have a panic disorder. So now, I pretty much think about it like any time I start to uh, feel, I guess, feel terrible. <laughs> there's no other, there's no like uh, more articulate way to phrase that. I think about my death a lot when I start to feel terrible. And honestly, it's not that bad. I mean, dying, yes, dying seems like it sucks. Of course, none of us really know because you can't just die and then just to try it out and see if you like it. Um, but I don't know. I I kind of wish that I didn't really. I kind of wish that's not where my brain went anytime I'm not feeling good about something. And it's not it's not as though I'm constantly. Like, any time I have a panic attack or any time I have a panic just feeling, it's not as if I'm sitting here thinking, well, death's right around the corner. Because if honestly, if I, if I thought, if I sat and thought about that every single time I felt panic, then I would have a morbid fascination with death that I just couldn't shake. But I don't. Um... The only times I really, like, truly reckon with death, and this may be different for everybody, but or when uh, close family member die, family members die, or 
friends of the family die or friends of the family get sick or family members get sick. Um, I recently found out that a uh, woman whom I consider a second mother is starting chemotherapy soon for cancer, starting chemotherapy for cancer. Who just starts chemotherapy for anything other than cancer? That was a real stupid sentence. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. I just found out that she is starting chemotherapy soon. And it's really difficult to deal with at the moment. And she's not even my biological mother, but she's someone who I've known for upwards of 20 years now. And she's always treated me like a son. Uh, she's always treated me like part of her family. It's, it's difficult to process. Um, it's not as if she's old. I mean, she is in her 60s, but honestly, is that old? And aside from the uh, anger, aside from the anger that I feel about it, aside from the issues I have in processing it and dealing with it, I just don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't understand why. I mean, if there is a, like a divine being, why this woman who's been an exceptional human her entire life, why is this woman, why is this person dealing with this? Why should they be forced to deal with this? And look, it, this isn't like the whole thing of, oh, what? This isn't fair. I, yes, I'm well aware that life is very much not fair. I'm not asking for life to be fair. I'm not asking for things to change. This is, you know, this is just part of reality. This is how things, this is how things play out. I just guess I just, uh, you know, I don't fully understand why why she should have to take this on, I guess, is the way I want to phrase that. She shouldn't have to take this on. No one should have to take this on, but honestly, there are some in life that deserve just easy lives as far as health goes. And it's upsetting that she has to deal with this. Um, she and her husband helped me out at a time in my life where I was very, very low, um, effectively homeless. <laughs> I, you know, there's no other way around that. Um, I just had a, uh, four year relationship blow up in my face. And when I say blow up in my face, like this shit fucking atomic bomb detonated in my goddamn face. Um, I don't really like want to get into the gory details, but suffice to say this woman that I was with 
had an affair while we were together, got pregnant with this other man's child, tried to tell me that it was my child. Long story short, I wait nine months, have to do the paternity test. Surprise, surprise. The child does not belong to me. So when I say that relationship blew up on my face, that's exactly what I fucking mean. Um, but I had moved with this person across a few states and pretty much gave up everything of my life here in Tennessee where I am currently and where I've lived most of my life. So after moving those states, I decided to come back even though I had nothing. I had no job, no prospects, nothing. So I was effectively, you know, I got my old job back, but I was effectively still homeless. <laughs> you know, I would occasionally pay for a hotel to sleep in. I would find random friends to crash on their couch. But when she and her husband found out that the trouble I was having, they offered me a place to stay to get back on my feet. Rent-free. They didn't want any money. They welcomed me as part of the family. They gave me a comfortable atmosphere so I could turn myself around and the rest is history. And you know, I'll never I'll never be able to tell them exactly what it means or what it meant at the time. Um, it's something that I think about all the time. Where, where would I be without them? And I've remained, I've remained uh, excellent friends with both of her sons, both guys that I would consider in my uh, best friends bracket of friends that I have and I'm just I'm really struggling I'm really struggling with this news of what she's about to go through this isn't unusual this isn't like a this isn't a brand new thing people fight cancer all the time people survive cancer all the time people succumb to cancer all the time it's it's you know, I guess it's, uh, for lack of a more sophisticated word, it's nature. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've really had to confront grief. And look, it, it's, not, it's not as though I am confronting grief because she's still alive. She's going to fight cancer. She's going through chemotherapy, and she could very well come out on the other end fine and back to who she was before this. I, uh, I don't know. This is really difficult. Um, I just wanted to talk for a little bit about this. I'm trying not to think about it too much. But it sucks. Really sucks. And there's just no, <laughs> you know, you want to be clever. You want to be clever with your wording. You want to sound more interesting 
than you do normal times, but the only phrase that makes any sense right now is, this sucks. So, um, sorry if this was the sad sack episode for all of my regular listeners, but it's the only thing that's really on my mind right now. It's not very uh, panicky, but it is anxiety-inducing, so that still counts as far as this show is concerned. And uh, this one is for you, Bonnie, even though it's a depressing episode. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs>